pulling a little triple duty tonight. There he is, back with his face in the phone again. I was checking DC United score actually, because the MLS opened up this weekend. <laughs> yeah, no so good, no go so good. No two one loss. Yep, they did. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. But hey, we got some FA Cup to worry about this week as well. Well, that's all that's important because I'm the only one in this room in the fucking competition. Let's start the show. Got all over me. I Fuck tried. Her. Sorry. <laughs> you wanted a back and forth. I tried to give you a back and forth. Uh, you just got to learn and be better. God. <laughs> Will you just stop disappointing Jesus me? Christ. Hello and welcome to the Drunkier United Football Show. A completely biased preview of the FA Cup is told by two common American schmucks. And one of them is holding a hammer. <laughs> That's what Enchilati was saying when he was uh, in the is that, Yeah. It was, you learn and be better. Well, you know what? <laughs> Off you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take care of this. Off you go. Okay, please. I, I can go to bed. The beauty the beauty of where we record, my bed is two rooms away. I could just go into it and go to sleep. <laughs> oh, All right, so let's go ahead and get down to it, Sammy. We got 16 teams left. We're down to the round of 16. Yes. Um, the have- business end, as many people would like to say, of the competition. Yep. So we have uh, 10 teams left in the Prem, which is typically... Not the case. Normally, you're down to like maybe eight or so at this point. Yeah, there's normally a a bit more cup sets, as they yeah. like to call them. You know, upsets in the cup. Um, is that? Can you hear that? <laughs> is that what that was? I just also the table was shaking, and I'm uh, looking sorry. over, and your beer can, and I honestly was trying to decide: <laughs> are we having an earthquake, or is Graham just really I'm just, excited? I'm just rocking back and the forth. That's show it. Show goes just... to a screeching halt. Very excited. Uh, so we have 10 teams from the Premier League. Yes. We have uh, five from the championship and only one from uh, League One, which is who you will be playing the first game on Monday. Going Pumpy. down the South Coast Port to face Smith. Portsmouth. Yes. Um, now I can say, I'll say the following. Obviously, this is a game you should win and you should win with ease. But something to be said about the lowest team still hanging around and... Not that we talk about it a lot, but that team is in exceptional form right now. And you got to go into one their... Loss, one loss in the last 10, maybe? And you've got to go into their building. Yes. They are feeling confident. God forbid they go up one nothing. The other thing we talked about on the main show is how the race for the top four is heating up and how basically to 12th, points-wise, has a realistic chance of finishing in fourth. Yeah, it's um, there to be Especially had. on Chelsea's form, right? It's not like we're all winning games at the same time. Chelsea's so inconsistent that fourth place is a realistic opportunity for any team. Absolutely. And um, so is Mikel Arteta going to put, you know, heart into this game? Is Arsenal have a a rich history in the FA Cup, obviously, being tied for the most FA Cups in in history with Manchester United. It's a competition you guys take very seriously. Absolutely. Uh, Both on on seven trophies, I believe. Uh, We're also playing the team in Portsmouth who have the record for most consecutive years holding the FA Cup. Well, there was this whole World War thing that happened in between. I was going to say, it's probably the only time Hitler has ever been thanked for anything. (laughs) Um, But... (laughs) Yes, World War II broke out, and the FA Cup was suspended. So um, Pompey won it in 1939 and then retained it for six years because of that. Uh, it, it wasn't played. Right. So here's, here's, um, here's a question so, for you, then I throw it to you, Sam. Okay. And I don't throw it as a jab. I throw it as an honest question. 
considering that Arteta was a player for the late-year Wenger teams that would have the typical late-year Wenger collapse, the AKA bow out of the Champions League, bow out of the FA Cup, suddenly go from being second place battling for the league to suddenly being down in fifth place. Do you think that that changes because it's someone that is so hyper-aware of it that he's going to kind of try to keep these boys focused? Um, I think it is too early to tell, and I know that's a cop-out answer. I'm aware of that. Right. But he inherited Unai Emery's squad. Right. He did not inherit Arsene Wenger's squad. And Unai Emery's squad had a collapse. Had a lot of faults. Yeah, some of those guys are, had, uh, are, old, are old Wenger guys. Yeah, Ozil. But they, they had bigger faults. Aubameyang, Lacazette. Right. They had bigger faults, though, uh, under Emery. We've already seen a change in their energy levels. We've seen a change in their desire. We've seen a change, much like your boys. We've seen a change in just the way they approach the game, right, <laughs> under Arteta versus Emery. Now, Arteta's only been in since the middle of December. Late December, whatever it was, when right. he actually got hired. Um, so, I think you you... We rehash this conversation next year at right. the same time. Right. Let's see. Um, because there are still some <coughs> habits from Unai Emery that are lingering, right? right? We saw that against Olympiacos. Um, he only had one transfer window, Mikel Arteta, uh, on obviously a, a, a contract that got approved 12 days or so beforehand. So were they ready to hand him a war chest of yeah, eighty it million? It's not a, that's not a transfer window. His he, first transfer window will be this summer. He loan signed uh, two defenders from other clubs, right? To help to help fill holes. One of them wasn't even fit. So I don't know that you can really judge him yet on that that you know kind of um, track record, if right. you will, uh, just as a club. I think we have to wait till next year for that question to really be answered. And it is a valid question. I'm not saying that. I just don't think it's fair on Arteta at this moment to to say that. Um, <coughs> however, the way that we have played, we have, what, three league wins under Arteta? Uh, one Europa League win, um, which ended up getting overturned in the reverse leg, obviously. We got knocked out of the competition. Right. Um, and a multitude of draws under Arteta. So is is the writing on the wall for Arsenal here? It's absolutely possible because Pompey is playing very fucking well. I think they only have one loss in their last 10. I, yeah, I, I, that's really that's really what you can't overlook. So if 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 for some reason Pompey was to win on Monday, the the general group of people would be like, "Ah, you lost the league one Pompey. Pompey's in fucking form right now." Pompey's really absolutely on form right and it's now. A, it's a club with a proud history. <laughs> Granted, they've only been in business for about seven years, but that's because the previous club got liquidated, right? Right. <laughs> uh, it's the business decisions of a uh, one of the oligarchs. Um, I just the, the only problem with your question that I have is it's it's too early to lay that on the shoulders of Arteta. Do you think that's in the back of his brain, though, as a former player? It absolutely could be. Yeah. 100%. That's because more he, of what he, I was getting at. Do you just, think just, he's, 
more hyper mindful of it. Absolutely. Because he's experienced it multiple times while playing well, for Arsenal. So the guy that gets hired after the guy, right? Right. Always has to live up to what the previous guy did. Of course. Two guys down the road, you might be all right. But you're the guy after the guy. Emery was supposed to be the guy, and he fucked up. Yeah. Right? We had the, the same collapse. David Moyes was supposed to be the guy after uh, Sir, As- Sir Alex Ferguson. He right. He fucked up. Yeah. Roberto Martinez was supposed to be the guy after Moyes. He fucked up. Like, you yeah, see but, that a lot. Well, it took him a while to fuck up, though. Yeah, it was two years. He was gone after two years. But just, you're, you're being the guy after the guy is always a difficult situation just in general. Yeah. And it it's hard because their performances, they've showed more effort and desire, right? And where in previous years they've just rolled over. Like they they're they're doing better. Right. They're they're showing me what I want to see from my team. But I it's hard to make a case that this is a guaranteed win, to be honest. I fully expect your team to win. I will not be completely shocked if you've lost or if there's a replay. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. It's you're going to their building. You know, you you have all the talent in the world. You're clearly the better side. You should absolutely win, but you cannot factor in what form means when you're playing football. And you're in I good d- form. They're I, in No, yeah. They are in exceptional form. Blazing form, form right Absolutely. Now. They're exceptional. I just I I'm not prepared with your question. I'm not prepared to lay it at the hands of Arteta just yet. Fair enough. Because he came in what 12 15 games into the season, right? And inherited a lethargic bullshit squad. The performances have been better, but there are going to be growing pains within that. Our defense is not fucking good enough. Period. That's true. We know that. Was he given the funds to improve it in January? I don't think he really was. That's why we only made loan signings. Right. Right? So we also have some injuries with Kieran Tierney and, you know, now Kalazanach also with a shoulder. I don't know what left backs and shoulders have to do with each other, but apparently that's the deal. So I'm not prepared to just lay it at the feet of Arteta straight away. That That's all I'm saying. That's oh, the only fair. problem with your question. I completely understand your question, and I agree that it's a point. Yeah, I'm just I'm not ready to to lay the blame because he's it's been a partial tenure. Yeah, you know All what right. I mean. So let's keep it rolling. On to Tuesday. You got three games on Tuesday. Uh, the first one we've already kind of talked about a little bit between the last two shows is Chelsea hosting Liverpool. Scared for Chelsea. Does Liverpool play the kids? I don't know. Um, I don't think they do. I think they need to get a win right after that loss. And I think, we, he, here's what I see. Liverpool plays the kids. Chelsea wins that game at home. Liverpool plays its normal lineup. Liverpool beats the shit out of Chelsea. Like I said, I'm I'm worried what Klopp thinks his problem is after the last result. I said that on the main show. I'm worried that he thinks it's mental and and or slash but physical fatigue, and he rests the big boys. If they do that, Chelsea has a chance, (laughs) obviously. Their young kids are more experienced than Liverpool's young kids. Right. But it will be high school versus high school. 
Yeah, but they're if, but Chelsea's young kids have been playing Premier League matches. The that's Europa's what I'm saying. They have, have more experience than Liverpool's kids. That's what I'm saying. Their kids have more experience than Liverpool's kids. So uh, there's your argument for a Chelsea win. If you do, I don't think it was fatigue. I think you all are just getting lethargic. Go fucking prove yourself to me. Which is what I think is going to happen. Then you have the regular team start, <coughs> and they put the fucking stones to Chelsea. Yeah, I, th- I think they take this game uber seriously this well, I think, week. I think you could see it 3-0, nil, 4-0 nil if that's the case. But if it's the kids, I think it's a 2-1, two, 2-0 two, Chelsea. Personally, I'd love to see a good old-fashioned 3 or 4-0 because that might take a whole lot of uh, whooping out of them for us on the weekend. You Fair know? enough. So. Yeah. All right, so uh, the next game has uh, Sheffield United heading to championship side Reading. Reading has been up in the Premier League a few times, down a few times. They're kind of middle of the table currently in the championship. Um, but one thing that's worth noting, Reading has made it to the quarterfinals in the last 10 years. I think they've made it like four or five, four times, I want to say, like three or four times. Could be, yeah. They're really good in this tournament. So... <sighs> Sheffield, be ready. Just, you know, at, at this point, if you've made it to the final 16, you've done something right. And your league, what league you come from, does not matter. And it really matters more on the Premier League team what's going on in their current situation. Are you battling for Europa? Are you battling to stay up? These things start to really take factors in your games. Well, I would also say that uh, currently, Reading are only. Six points clear of the relegation zone. Okay. However, they have a plus two goal differential. So they they are firmly, I guess you'd say, mid-table. <coughs> if you count 16th, the cutoff for mid-table. In a 24-team league, that's probably accurate. Yeah. But they, they're not great, obviously. They're, you know, there's, there's a strong case for a Sheffield win. I think Sheffield is going to have – we talked about this earlier. They they tend to rotate their squad very well, yeah? And um, I think they will again, and I think they'll have too much because they're too organized. They're too tenacious. They're, everyone is bought I agree. into that. I agree. Everyone is bought into that system, right? It, from the guy from 1 to 29 in terms of squad numbers knows the fucking system, yeah? And – I think they will execute. I think that's a very difficult squad to break down. And Sheffield United ultimately wins this game without a problem. I think Reading's more worried about ensuring their survival <laughs> in the championship uh, and then trying to push on next year for a promotion place. Pardon me there, kids. So um, in the other Premier League side going to a championship side match, we have um, Newcastle heading to play West Brom. Here's the thing. Newcastle, as we have noted multiple times, cannot score a goal to save their fucking life. And West Brom, while have been faltering a little bit because Leeds are starting to catch them, are still the number one team in the championship and almost by now getting pretty damn close to being guaranteed promotion. Very close. Um, Just looking at (laughs) here, the championship table, West Brom uh, are one point ahead of Leeds and six full points ahead of Fulham in the first uh, playoff yeah. spot. Um, they also have a plus 27 goal differential to Leeds plus 24. 
Uh, however, they have shipped seven more goals than Leeds have. Uh, just looking at the table. I think they are more worried about winning the championship than worried about the FA Cup. Uh, again, Newcastle has to score a goal in order to win a game. Again, correct. And now plus 27 is a huge goal differential, right? They've scored 64 goals in 36 games. Yeah. So almost two goals a game. You're 1.7 maybe, something like that. I think West Brom's going to get this one. I, At home, I think it's West Brom. Especially the way that Newcastle played in the last round and the way they've been playing the last two or three games in the Premier League. I You could make a very strong case, and I almost agree with you fully. No almost Cop- fully. No Willie Copter going to save you this time. No, it will not. You cannot Willie that ball into the back of the net. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get into Wednesday. Will um, it? Will it, Mel? <laughs> like, speak it into existence? I mean, I, I got it. It's <laughs> it's funny on two levels, so congratulations. Do you want a cookie? I wanted you to acknowledge it, is there what I wanted. You You've been acknowledged, Graham. <laughs> Thank you. You're so good, Graham. I appreciate it. Has your ego been stroked enough? 49-49, undefeated. <laughs> oh, wrong show, sorry. All right, so... um. <laughs> Wednesday also has three games as uh, um, the Foxes welcome Birmingham City into town. Um, (coughs) No Jamie Vardy still. The Foxes aren't scoring. It's like the Foxes should easily win this game. The Foxes aren't fucking scoring. That's that's really ultimately the toughest part. However, Birmingham haven't either, to be honest. They've only scored 47 and 36. They're languishing in 15th in the championship with a minus seven goal differential. I don't think it matters. Whereas Reading right behind him had a plus two, I think you said, goal differential. Yeah, that doesn't help. uh, Yes, plus two, definitely. (laughs) Um, I don't know where Birmingham's going to come with the goals, but given their defensive record, I think no matter who Lester throws out, they do score. So I I have Lester in this one all the way. I agree. And then in the sacrificial lamb game, the other Sheffield side Wednesday plays uh, Manchester City. They get to host him at least, though, and get their asses whooped. Well, that is always a big part, right, of the FA Cup, is the lower league hosting the Premier League. The problem is, is that Wednesday's in the championship, right? Right. So... They have a decent fucking ground. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like the potato patch we talked about multiple right. times of not, uh, not, no. Newport County. Newport County, sorry. Um, where it kind of nullified the football that City want to play. Wednesday in the championship, they have a decent pitch. City will be able to play their football. I don't think it's a problem. Um, they o- also only have a plus two, do- uh, two goal differential. Very low numbers, though, 44 against and 46-4 during the championship season this season. But City is obviously on another level. City always seems to never, ever pull another Premier League opponent until, like, the semifinals of this competition. For like the past eight years, they that's, always seem to get, they always seem to get the most favorable draws ever. That's true. They'll be like, they'll be like one league, two side left. City gets them. I'm not saying there's a conspiracy. 
So uh, the final game of Wednesday has Tottenham at, uh, with uh, actually hosting Norwich. Notch. Yeah, Notch. Um, but here's here's a thought. Um, Tottenham has far more to focus on than the FA Cup, even though winning a trophy would be nice. Norwich has really not jack shit to focus on. I think Norwich will take a game to them. It's entirely possible, and some of the Tottenham players may need a rest, to be honest, um, after getting thrashed by Bayern Munich <coughs> midweek and then losing a, a very close game against Wolves at the weekend. Yeah. Um, you may see a bit of rotation from them. Uh, and Norwich doesn't have that deep of a squad, and apparently Daniel Farka can't even explain Zetupix uh, to anyone <laughs> but his first team. True. And even they don't always grasp them. So I think Norwich will come out full strength. I think Tottenham will come out rotated a bit. And uh, Norwich has a chance here. And then I think they'll get fucking raped in the next round. Because they'll end up getting City. But I... Correct. <laughs> exactly. They'll get City at home. And City will remember, oh, wait, you... Beat us at your home. Yeah, earlier in the year, or they'll it grab is now Pompey. Now time for you to lose ten to nothing, or they'll get Pompey after they beat us. <laughs> Heard. <laughs> so, I am. It does please me to hear that there's a little bit of concern in your brain that you're like, oh shit, absolutely. Pompey could fucking. But this, us. this to be honest, um, obviously Tottenham should win it. I think Tottenham will win it. But you could make an argument. There is an argument to be had for Norwich to come out swinging here um, and and pull a Wigan, basically. Oh, yeah. There's a chance for it. So uh, the final game on Thursday, the uh, only a solo game again, has uh, uh, Derby County hosting Manchester United. And what a game it is because Wayne Rooney. Yes. Coming back from from D.C. United, yeah, Um, and signing as a player coach for Derby County. Will obviously be playing for the against. I'm sorry, the team that he made his name at, arguably. Yeah, uh, to dig at you. I hear you. <laughs> too tired. Also, he scored his first professional too goal against tired us. Tired and so. choking half to death to care. So well, you're he, fine. He scored his yeah, it was first professional goal against one. us. <laughs> Just underneath that, they, they I'll show do it a com- for they you. Show, so they show a commercial of it at like like four times a week every yeah. weekend. I'll do it for you so you don't have to. And Sorry, four times a day every weekend. Going to a coughing fit again. Yeah. Um, Darby has a chance here. They knocked him out of the um, uh, League Cup last year. Darby definitely has a chance. They are languishing in 13th with a minus three goal differential. Just 46 goals scored. 49 against. They are, you'll love this, they're 12-12-12. and 12, Darby. In the championship this season. That is the ultimate unenthusiastic hand job. Correct. They are mediocre at best. Yes. <laughs> at best. With a minus three goal difference. <laughs> They're three goals away from being literally completely fucking even. True. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. Wayne Rooney going to want to fuck with his old club. Yes, absolutely he will. He won't celebrate because he's a classy bloke. But he definitely wants to fuck with them. That's for fucking But he sure. will fuck with them. You always want to prove something against your former club. Cool. So we'll uh, we'll recap some FA Cup. Uh, hopefully there'll be a replay or two, and we'll have something to go see on uh, Wednesday or Thursday while we're over in England. It would be nice. 
Um, I do want to uh, give a mention because we have mentioned it on the main show a few times. All right, cool. This is going to be your parting words, by the way. That's fine. This is the, the FA Cup show, and we do have to mention the Willycopter from Newcastle. Just because it happened in that competition, and uh, we're finally talking about that competition specifically again. So here's your obligatory Willycopter mention. A man swung his dick around. After Newcastle scored a goal. It's celebration of St. Maximal's winner. Yes. Uh, at Rochdale. Yeah. <laughs> I would love it even better that it was like a league one side. Was that the last goal that I he mean, scored? Yes. It was Newcastle, right? Yes. I'm sure Allen also swung his dick around. He just had the courtesy to do it in the privacy of his own house. Correct. The only person that got to witness that horrific event was his wife. Yep. <laughs> love you, Allen. So, Alan, you have that fire to uh, work with when uh, <laughs> when you do the show when I'm not around. I had to set something up. <laughs> Part of our shtick is me and him being rivals. Even That's though true. we quite like each other, he's a decent bloke. I like mm-hmm. him, but not as much as you. Don't get jealous. I see the veins. No, I was just pop. I was just gonna say no. The veins only popping up because I keep coughing like crazy. <laughs> but I was gonna say, um, you know, he you, you're only rivals with him because you know he does the job better than you do. Fuck off, mate. You fuck right off, right? All right. Well, with that being said, we are all done for to the uh, the night. Um, for uh, the tonight. Yeah, we're gonna be jumping on a plane Friday, heading on out to uh, London, landing su- Saturday morning to catch. Uh, Arsenal and West Ham. And Come on. We're going to record a bunch of stuff, and we're actually going to record the show from the hotel room in England and yes. then send it back to uh, Mel to put up. So you will have content next week. So till next time, everybody. Good night. Cheerio. Cheerio.